Hi, I'm Emily. And I'm Stephen. And this is In a Barbie World. A podcast where we look at every Barbie movie from 1987 to the present day. From fairy tales to literary classics. From Mariposa to Mamadia. It's time to get unboxed. Readjust your lippy. Rock the ball gown. And let's get our Barbie on. Yeah, so this, we're in 2002, and here in 2002, with the same director as before, Owen Hurley and Kelly Sheridan as Barbie, it's Barbie as Rapunzel, which is an interesting title. On the DVD cover, it's just Barbie Rapunzel, but the official movie title is Barbie as Rapunzel. We've had Barbie in the Nutcracker, and now it's Barbie as Rapunzel, so... I'd never noticed that before. You're right. Mm, it's weird. Mm. And of course, it's not really Barbie as Rapunzel at all, is it? <laughs> uh, this, well. this is this is Rapunzel <laughs> as as never written by the Brothers Grimm. Well, you could argue so is so. What's fun about Barbie as Rapunzel is, of course, we're here in 2002, and in 2017, Tangled comes out, mm. which is the the only time I can think of that the Barbie movies and the Disney franchise crossover in any way. They both take from the grim fairy tale Rapunzel, which, as we all know, has blindness and pregnancy and blood and people falling out of towers into thorns and witches and God knows what else that you never see in an adaptation for children, unless you're thinking about Into the Woods. And even then, they don't really do it properly. Um, the Disney version, by the way, which is a whole other thing. I could do a whole podcast about how Disney shouldn't have done an adaptation of Into the Woods. It's like, it, oh God, no, no, just no. Um, but here we are in a pre-tangled Rapunzel story. So I don't know whether to just get it out of the way. The fact that Tangled stole so much from Barbie as Rapunzel. Because blindness, pregnancy, all of these things appear in the original fairy tale. A love of painting doesn't. The whole, the whole plot. Mm. of both movies stem from a love of painting and this came out in 2002 and Tangled came out in 2017 she doesn't paint in the original fairy tale at all she paints in Barbie's Rapunzel and oh look she paints in Tangled well I think you've cracked it Lois Lane crack the code yeah you need to write to the Daily Planet now and out me as Disney. Disney as their as the as the philandering How hacks that they you. are plagiarism mm. um yeah i just find that very interesting mm. um i hate it is what i'm saying um <laughs> like be original and like even if it's not do the research to see that you're not ripping off barbie's rapunzel i don't know I, straight out the bat, I really love Barbie as Rapunzel. I think it's a really fun movie. It's really well done. So after the last episode, what was it? Um, it's, uh, oh, I've forgotten what it is we watched last time. Inception. Inception. That's right. The Nutcracker. So after the <laughs> yeah. Nutcracker, we both fell into the trap thinking the next movie was Swan Lake, didn't we? 
Yeah. Um, and so I was a bit surprised to see it as Rapunzel, but of course Rapunzel was probably the first one I saw. So this is probably the one, you know, when, when we talked about doing this show originally, I probably had Rapunzel in my head. I was thinking, yeah, that's not mm. too bad. I remember that. I remember that being something fairly entertaining. And mm. I thought it was interesting that they didn't do two um, uh, ballet movies next to each other. And in fact, I yeah. think there's only one other fairy tale one. So even even though this has got a, like a tagline of starring in a fairy tale adventure, I think this is what I think there's a Thumbelina one coming up, but I don't think any others are really fairy tales. And normally they're taking it from other media, like you know, including historical action films like The Three Musketeers, or just. <laughs> Do you mean the book The Three Musketeers by Alexander? Did Dumas? I say film? <laughs> Did I say film? Yeah. Yeah, can you edit that and say yeah. book? What on earth am I doing? <laughs> yeah, well, when Richard Chamberlain first was in that. Oh, what the fuck? No, I do mean Alexander um, Dumas' the, the... Three Musketeers. Oh, yes. <laughs> Jesus, I'm retiring um, now. It's been a long it's been a long five minutes. <laughs> Jesus, where? Yeah, we've got um, The Twelve Dancing Princesses is another grim fairy tale that we've got coming up. Oh, is it? Up. Okay, that's not what um, I'm aware of. Which I have seen before because I've done it on the Why This Film podcast before. Uh... And the prince and the pauper comes after Swan Lake, or the princess and the but pauper, that's, which that's I'm Mark Twain, super pumped to get to. It's Mark Twain. It's another literary classic, mm. uh, but I think it still works with the vibe. Whereas Barbie Fairytopia, which comes after it, feels a little different. It feels like they're going a bit off the mark. It's some um, princess um, and the pop star, not just another version of that as well. I don't think we'll find well, out, won't we? Interesting. <laughs> we'll talk about it when we get there, but um, they did that because of the success of The Princess and the Pauper. Like, uh, if you follow a lot of Barbie stuff on Instagram, which, I don't know, like, maybe I do, maybe I don't, who's to say? But there's a lot of, like, cosplayers that are obsessed with The Princess and the Pauper. Like, the two characters from it really resonated with people at the time. And it's gone on to be one of the Barbie movies that's most fondly remembered, which is why I'm so pumped to get to it, because people love it so much. Yeah. Um, and that's why they brought it back in Barbie and the, like, Princess and the Pop Star or whatever, to, like, do the story again. Because that's what people want. They want you to do it again, but different. They don't just want you to rerun the one that they like. Oh, when will they learn? Um, so there's a few more stories, as it were, scattered in mm. here. We've got a Christmas Carol at one point as well, but yeah, we've but not, got but not Nutcracker classic, Rapunzel, not classic yeah, fairy not so tale. Classic. Yeah, there's just uh, this, no. There's this and like I say, Thumbly. I didn't know about Twelve Dancing Princesses. Well, that sounds like that's a bit of an obscure story, isn't it? I mean, but it's Rapunzel, one of my favourite fairy tales. It, it's grim again. They're very mm. good with... They've got a lot of grim, and then obviously Thumbelina is Hans Christian Andersen. Hates, yeah. But um, but Rapunzel yeah. is a classic, right? Rapunzel is a classic story mm. full of you know, obviously this hasn't got much to do with that, but there's some darkness there, isn't there? That's the one where the... Really dark. Where, where the wife is hung for some vegetables and the husband barters away his unborn child so his wife can have some vegetables from a witch and like you're saying mm-hmm. people fall and go the, the prince goes blind doesn't he from thorns and yeah oh, it's it's a dark thing so when i was thinking about that thinking i don't remember it being that dark and actually this story quite <laughs> dark but in a different sort of way it's fairly dark and again like i i want us to keep tangled in the back of mm. our heads the whole time here because I just feel like there's a, a lawsuit there that I cannot afford. But if someone <laughs> wants to take that forward, you go ahead. 
Um, so it's it, it opens really lovely. It's the same as before. We have an opening credit sequence put to music. The music in this movie is fucking great. Like, it's not based on anything. It's originally composed, and it's performed by the London Philharmonic Orchestra again, and it's gorgeous. It's very, like, Titanic-esque, where it's like... Kind of vibes. Well, but I really love it. Yeah. It's really nice. Well, but, but throughout the film, they do put a bit of um, the New World Symphony in here, don't they? And again, people my age, it's the Hovis music. For anybody else, won't <laughs> what? know what I'm talking about. But, uh, I don't know what you're talking the about. The Hovis is a brand of bread, and the yeah. adverts on the TV where they used to play that music from New World Symphony, where some young Northern lad would be walking up a hill, and the whole thing was like it was all made in Yorkshire or something, and they don't make bread like they do these days, you know. You know, that's my Yorkshire accent. I'm not an actor. I'm an IT specialist. However, <laughs> that 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 theme from the Dvorak's New World Symphony is we call it the Hovis music. People my age, in and around plus ten minus years, would know that as the Hovis music, <laughs> and that is used a lot in this music from the New World Symphony. Okay. So, uh, oh, okay. It's not I didn't totally I original. It like... Just just Google. Yeah, I was Ho- like genius. <laughs> just, just Google Hovis music, and you will know exactly what I mean, but not now. Okay. Let us continue on. (laughs) When you're editing it, Um, you can put it together and go, oh yeah. Edit Stephen So, um, Kelly slash Shelley, depending on where you're from, is struggling again. She's got a lot of issues, has our little Shelley. Um, She gives up a bit easy, doesn't she? Where now she, she can't paint. She can't think what to paint. So, Barbie's already done like 12 landscape portrait pictures or whatever and she's like okay um let me tell you about another girl who loves to paint which is a bizarre segue into the tale of rapunzel but i'm here for it i'll go one along with it it's fine um we so we meet rapunzel who has really really long hair for no reason and it's really long hair (laughs) for literally (laughs) no reason it does not impact the plot in any way it is like half-arsedly used at one point well there's, but there's, like, there's a moment of horror that... there's a moment of horror which it's used for a bit of body <laughs> horror and and a bit of disguising <laughs> but yeah unlike unlike the fairy tale where her long hair is is a plot device. It's the plot. <laughs> um, yeah, she 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 basically and has even similarities with Rapunzel, including the long hair. But her story is somewhat yeah. different. Yeah. And you know we've got Mother Gothel here as the sort of main villain, um, who is voiced by Angelica Houston. I mean, come doing on, we've gone Joanna from... Lumley. We but we've gone from Tim Curry, sort of uh, the King of Camp. To Angelica Houston, who's like the queen of Hollywood and camp and everything. I mean, this is yes, this is a big star. Yeah, this is amazing that she's in this. But like you say, voicing it as if she's Joanna Lumley in um in Absolutely Fabulous, right? <laughs> it, it's really bizarre. Like I couldn't pin who it was the whole time watching it, and it was only after I went to IMDb that I was like, huh? Because I love Angelica Houston. She's in everything and she's wonderful. But she's also very American. Mm. So, like, fucking props to her for doing 
the British accent so well that I genuinely thought it was Joanna Lumley. Um, but it's 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 not. It's, it's Angelica Houston um, doing a brilliant British accent, doing brilliant villain yeah, voice lu- as and, well. And, and it's lucky because there aren't any British actresses. Oops. Yeah, it's really struggled. But this is revenge for all those British males who go over and pretend to be American, right? This is Angelica Houston getting one back on us. Yeah, yeah, probably. Um, We've also got yeah, I thought it was. We've also got Cree Summers in this movie. Cree Summer, sorry, in this movie, who is I know from playing Susie Carmichael in the Rugrats. Um, Oh wow, she plays yeah. Her voice is so recognisable. It's so good. She's in a bunch of other stuff as well. She's a really, really renowned voice actress. Um, And she plays Penelope, who is a dragon, which is adorable. Um, Peter Calamus comes back. He was the bat that we didn't have much to say about in the Nutcracker movie. He was Pim. Um, Pim. Here, he fucking pulls out all the stops because... The bad guy has to have a little sidekick and Gothel, she's not called Mother Gothel or anything, Gothel has this little like weaselly ferret thing called Otto and (laughs) for some reason Peter thought it would be a good idea to give him some sort of European accent. Um, So Barbie's American, Gothel is British and Otto is like... Yeah, he's a... Oh yes, you do not know why. And very and I believe predates the fucking meerkats, right? Yeah. If we, if, if we want to set up a bunch of um, lawsuits, Disney and whatever compare the market com, compare the market dot com, you're both guilty mm. of ripping this yeah. film off. But... Um, Otto is way better than Pim if we're comparing little side character to villain characters. But he has a lot um, less. He he's... just has a couple of slaying moments, doesn't he? he he's he, so funny. He's just like a, you know, he's like a RuPaul of of of. Yeah, yeah. Of long, he's like a sassy European, little sidekick. Long European um, <laughs> weasel-like creatures. He's the RuPaul of it. Yeah. <laughs> he really is. the rabbits. I'll give him here. Um... <laughs> But but also like quite threatening as well because Barbie has not only a dragon to hang out with but a terrifying, ugly rabbit called Hobie, um, oh. who is very scary to look like at. Like ripped from Alice lovely. in Wonderland's nightmares. Yeah, <laughs> a malice in Wonderland. It's like, hi, I'm Hobie. He's just and it's just the animation. They gave him like huge bags under his eyes and like he's just very frightening. I'm and not like, oh, I want a Hobie doll. Like I do not want a Hobie doll. Never seems to, f- never seems to quite in sync with the, with the um animation. It just always looks yeah. a bit. He looks a bit added on. I know he's not. <laughs> But he's very, yeah. very weird. Just every scene he's in, he looks like he doesn't belong there. I say it's a him. I yeah, like it's been. But I think I think it's a him. It's voiced by a man. It's never explained why there's a giant talking rabbit, unless Rapunzel's an alcoholic, <laughs> who has psychic powers as well. He oh, yeah. can tell when Gothel's on her way, because but Barbie Rapunzel lives in the this huge mansion. 
hidden in the forest. So it's still sort of sticking to the hidden tower mm. aspect of Rapunzel. She lives there with Hobie the rabbit and Penelope the dragon. And Penelope, and whose dad also works for Gothel. Penelope's dad is called Hugo, and he's a big grown dragon, and Penelope has some daddy issues, which we'll get into. But, so as always with the Rapunzel tale, Gothel didn't think this through, and thought to keep her name, and keep her birthday the same, and keep, like, just fucking call her, like, Amelia or something. Like, don't... Because then, of course, the first thing that happens is Rapunzel stumbles across something in the basement that she's not meant to be in, and she's like, it's from my mom and dad. They say that they love me, but Gothel always said that my parents hated me and abandoned me, and that's why she took me in. But she never calls her mother. She's her mistress, so she's like a servant. Well, she's in to ser- her, but... she's in servitude, yes. So but that... she gets nice outfits considering she's a servant. And and um... also she has infinite amount of painting supply, even though <laughs> Gothel seems quite shocked that she's doing painting. The, the, yeah, the, this... I assume the, the, the kids go out and get it for her. What kids? The, like, the, oh, the, the rabbit animals. and the dragon. Yeah. Who have no <laughs> the, the talking rabbit who has no analog in the rest. There are three an, four animals in this story, and they're all talking. Two of them are dragons. Yeah. And they don't seem to exist outside of this of Gothel's sphere of influence. Yeah. Yeah. But it's never really mentioned anywhere else. This is very weird. Um, but we know we both know why they're there, of course, mm. because toys. Um, Absolutely. Uh, and and it's kind of fairy tale, isn't it, to have talking animals? I I, I didn't mind the talking Absolutely. animals. Otherwise, would no, have... not at all. It was just Hobie's design oh, more than awful. anything. And I was like <laughs> animation, but you know, otherwise we'd be subject to Barbie's bizarre inner monologue. Which... Absolutely, which I think would be scarier. <laughs> yeah, because she seems well. Yeah, just we'll get on to Barbie. Oh, sorry, Rapunzel. It's not really Barbie. Barbie's, Barbie's the actress. Bar- <laughs> yeah, Barbie's outside. It's Rapunzel. Um, so my main problem with this movie is that she has long hair for no fucking reason. Yeah. But that's beside the point because Angelica Houston plays this brilliantly uh, designed character. Like again, I'm gonna Google it and I think I'm gonna be disappointed. But I would love a Gothel Barbie doll. Um, no, not from the old. What? Not from Tangled. Oh, I don't think there would be. She's a bit scary. Again, I like her. She's quite, like, elegant and fun and evil. And, like, you need a villain for your story. No, you can get a Tangled Barbie doll, but you can't get a Mother Gothel from Barbie and Rapunzel Barbie doll. That's bullshit. So what is the toy range? I'm guessing it's Penelope and... um... Uh, Rapunzel herself, mostly. Almost definitely, and then there'll be a there'll be a prince at some point. Yeah, you can get Barbie in Rapunzel as Rapunzel in her various outfits with the long hair, of course, which is the big selling point. That'll be why it's Rapunzel. Let's be honest, because she's got long hair. There's obviously a horse in this movie that you can buy um, as a as a horse and carriage. Um, and you can brush the horse's hair. Penelope, you can buy. And there'll be little Kellys and Shellys and... Um, <laughs> Kelly Shellys. All the different various children ones that will come with cute little baby outfits of the 
of the big people outfits. But but you can't buy the villain as a doll, which I think, you know, it's only something Disney started clocking onto in the last five years or so that, that there's an audience for that. Um, it's a real shame because some of the villains are really cool in these movies and I really love like a like a doll like if you're a collector of dolls like Kirsten Dunst and Small Soldiers and you just keep them on your shelf I think some of the villains would look really cool especially if you gave them like fancy versions of their outfits and did their makeup really exaggerated like it's a real sort of vibe um, and there's got to be children out there that wanted to play the villain instead of the Barbie and what's lovely about this movie is that um, they're all women which mm. is really fun yeah, it, um, it's that role, that role, that that doll playing thing. I'm I'm really surprised there isn't really. Um, <clears throat> then again, yeah. maybe maybe Angelica Houston said, "No, I'm making a doll of me." <laughs> yeah, that will be twenty percent on all doll sales, please. And they were like, "No." Um, but then the same happened with Tim Curry in the Nutcracker. There, there wasn't a doll of him that I could see. And maybe it was because they didn't really do that. You never used to be able to buy the villains of the Disney characters either mm. in any form, really. Even plush. And it's only now that they've got the whole villains range and they've been really pushing that as a marketing ploy, especially around like Halloween and that sort of thing. But um, I think they missed a trick. I really do. Like, I think it would have been cool. She has a really... And maybe they didn't think it was worth it. A really excellent design as well. She's very... Yeah. She's very visually interesting and would be easily... Very good eyebrows and cheekbones and... And and easily turned into a doll's head. You know, mm. it, it, oh, it, yeah. there's a simplicity in the in the in the in the shapes and things like that of her face, which is, yeah, very strange. But obviously, mm. on the other hand, doll makers all over Penelope. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. A purple dragon, fucking give it to me. <laughs> like that can be plastic, that can be plush. Let's go. It's got eyelashes. <laughs> We're on it. <laughs> Um, so mm. as we mentioned, Barbie finds, sorry, Rapunzel finds this hairbrush downstairs hidden, not very well, that is apparently addressed to her from her loving parents who would love her forever and always. And this confuses her and she takes the hairbrush with her and she goes upstairs and she must she... have been a hairy baby. <laughs> to need a big silver hairbrush. Like, as a christening present, it's not unheard of to get like a very soft brush that's decorative and ornamental. If you're a horse. Yeah, it's a, it's a very like, <laughs> middle class thing. <laughs> and she's obviously, spoiler alert, royalty, um, which she is not in the original fairy tale, mm. as we know. We've already mentioned that she belongs to poor people who steal vegetables from neighbouring gardens. So to make her a member of the royal family is original here. Interesting that she's also a member of the royal family in Tangled. Um, uh, uh, Hobie has some really fun lines. He's the sort of... Like, Otto's got some great lines, and then Hobie's got some great lines. I wrote one down. Uh, That's the understatement of the 17th century. I thought that was fun. Yeah, apparently he's a um, ferret, which is an aw- awfully British animal. I bloody love ferrets. I follow the ferret hashtag on Instagram, and I have a whole segment of my Instagram stories dedicated to saving other people's ferret videos. I love ferrets. Well, you can add Otto now to this list. I think that's why I really love him. I want to see him like do some... 
You know how people pick up their ferrets and make them like move in a slinky way? Like it Ooh. just makes me so happy. It's what's gotten me through the second half of this horrible lockdown ferret videos on Instagram. It really has. Um, so thank you, Otto, for your services to mankind. <laughs> <laughs> slinky, slinky ferrets. <laughs> they're so funny. I love them so much. They're like little, little floof noodles. Oh, they're so cute. Um, and he's really fun as well. He's voiced really well. Mm. Um, so, again, I'm trying to remember the sort of order in which everything goes. So we've, we established quite well that Gothel has got Rapunzel as a servant, and she's got Hugo as well, which is Penelope's dad. And, and so Hugo is a big old scary gruff dragon, and he's disappointed in his, like, five-year-old daughter because she can't, like, carry humans and set things alight yet because, you know, she's, like, five um, but I guess that's a bummer if you're a dragon. <laughs> it's real important yeah. to get right. Um, so she has real daddy issues where she likes hanging out with Rapunzel, but her dad's like, you need to be a proper dragon, Penelope. And, and um, so Penelope has no mother. Mm. Um, Penelope is bought, I'm assuming Penelope it come, knows Rapunzel due to some bring your daughter to work scheme that's going on in... <laughs> In Grimland? <laughs> yeah, I, we I, can assume. Because and then Hugo, she just, like, Hugo, never left. Because Hugo's also in servitude, although that's not made particularly clear until a bit later in the movie that he is... Yeah. He's a slave. Um, but, yeah, but, but Penelope hangs around. And again, this ain't a bad life, is it? Giant talking rabbit. <sighs> and you're not James Stewart, therefore you're not an alcoholic. And also <laughs> a giant... But cuddly, although clumsy, dragon. Um, mm, mm. All the paint and painting paraphernalia you ever need. Now, yeah. it's a hard life because you've got to do lots of things like know how to make tea. You've got to steep mm. six and a half minutes, not seven or whatever it is that Gothel says. Yeah. But, but And also, also for how, how old do you think Rapunzel is here? 15, 16? Like, yeah, 16 probably. Yeah. No fucking interest in the world outside of her her bedroom. Yeah, so she's probably is quite this, like this a lot is... of sixteen year old girls. Yeah, you're not. You're right. This is very accurate. <laughs> <laughs> she's just on MySpace scrolling. Um, yeah. yeah, this is where it differs from Tangled. The whole point of Tangled is that she wants to escape the tower. Not escape because she doesn't realise that she's a, she's trapped there, but she wants to see the outside world. And her mother sort of convinces her that it's dangerous out there. Whereas here, Rapunzel's just like, well, much as she did in the Nutcracker, this may as well happen. Um, she has no real <laughs> interest in sort of seeking her real parentage or the forest beyond the tower or anything beyond that. She's not very adventurous in that sense where she doesn't kickstart any action. She just sort of stumbles across a couple of things and they do find a tunnel and she's like, oh, this is cute. I guess I'll, I'll follow it. Like, oh, on, I'm curious the... enough. So she's 16 years old. She's been here since she was six yeah. months, something like that. I think is what we'll um, yeah. eventually find out. In the same day, they discover a secret doorway. No, a secret stairway, which someone has built in this house, yeah, yeah. to the cellar. And a whole substrata underneath when another accident happens, which forces a giant hole in the floor. Which they say, how are we going to fix that? 
don't worry, we'll get round to it. Never mention it again. Um, yeah, later yeah. on in the story, they're going to find a magical route. Basically, there's there's a lot of exit routes out, and they say she's shown yeah. she's shown zero interest in this so far. She lives in servitude. She you know she, she her life's not great, apart from you know. But it clearly can't stationary. be that. But what does bad she do? Either. What does she do? Oh, Gothel's upstairs having a nap. I'm going to go down and have a. I'm going to go and explore. Don't wait up, Penelope and <laughs> Rabbit. Um, I'm, and so, so she's shown no interest in the outside world to showing all the interest in the world. And and devil because the devil may care, Indiana Jones-like explorer down secret <laughs> tunnels. It's very... She has a complete... It's very 180. About, yeah, she has a complete about face, but... You know, all this, I just love it. It always happens in films, doesn't it? And I know it's a conceit of any any movie. You know, you've only got so long to show, but everything seems to have happened in the same day. Yeah. All these things could have happened in any day. It's funny, I think that's why in Tangled, they really make an effort to make her want to leave um, and, and go on an adventure. Whereas mm. Barbie, I think we just took it for granted you know, it's still really good because she's curious and she's brave and they really make a point of the rabbit being like, what will Gothel do? And the dragon's like, oh, I don't want to see any bugs or spiders. And Rapunzel's like, eh, I'm, I'm going to go down. You can either follow me or you can stay here. It's your choice. Which, again, is really good because she's being very brave and she's being very forthright and adventurous. It's just... Yeah, I guess as a seven-year-old girl, you're not going to be like, well, why is it taking her 16 years to do this? Mm. Um, but I, I take your point, definitely. Um, and she's very... She's just very kind, is is Rapunzel and Barbie. She she wanders into this village and immediately, like, saves a girl's life. Because, like, that's what you do when you're leaving the world you've known for 16 years for the first time. <laughs> An immediately selfless act. Um, which is lovely. And she saves Kelly or Shelly or Belly or Trelly or whatever <laughs> the one it is. Um, oh, and God. very yeah. no, hang on. forward. <laughs> she saves... Yes, I remember now. This, this again. So this sets up the conflict. There's two kingdoms, isn't there? King Wilhelm and yeah. And that who's is the other one? King Frederick. Frederick, and and so, and they're using basically things banned by the uh, Geneva Convention to stop <laughs> things going on between each other. But yeah, three of those horrible little fairy children are now actual princesses as well, yeah, and they more, all go over on the same horse. <laughs> <laughs> which is intelligent enough that when one of them gets into trouble, goes and gets their brother, the handsome prince, Stefan. Yeah. Um, Stefan. Uh, uh, yeah, it's... um. Very... Stefan is voiced by Mark Hildreth, and he is different from the Prince Eric from the previous movie. So we have a different Ken. Same Barbie, different Ken. So it'll be interesting to see if Mark sticks around to do some more Kenning later on or whether they just get different kens depending on the different stories um which it will be fun but very forward is our stefan because as barbie's trying to pull kelly out of the hole or whatever she's in um he puts his hands on barbie's waist and <laughs> saves her life in that <sighs> manner and it's just it's just a really funny shot like it's the shot is entirely 
oh, her waist and mm. then his hands appear on it and yank her back. And I don't know, it just made me a little bit uncomfortable. I was like, me too, Ken. Hashtag me too. Like, <laughs> come on. <laughs> come on, Ken. You, you can <laughs> say that, face. Emily. I can't. Because <laughs> if those words came out of my mouth... <laughs> I don't know, like, I get it, he's saving her life, but, like, if Barbie had had one hand holding onto Kelly, then he'd have grabbed her, like, elbow or mm. upper arm and yanked her that way. There, was, there could have just been a different... But I get it, it's intimate, and I think they're trying to immediately establish a romance there, even though we, we as the audience are like, Barbie plus Ken, there we go, we know how this is going to end. But, you know, I, I get it, yeah, it which, just, which... as a modern viewer, I was a bit like, oof, Ken, fucking... Space. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> and and, you know, and again, I'm going to reiterate: death traps, death traps, just <laughs> littered around the place. Yeah, just everywhere. By, by somebody who we're going to see as a sympathetic character later on. <laughs> yeah. Is almost immediately. Is literally laying death traps around the place. I anyway. I, I digress. so barbie meets ken rapunzel meets stefan um the kids are totally okay with the having nearly died and they're like we're gonna get on our horse who's called something like brisket or something (laughs) ridiculous irrelevant the horse never comes back again i don't think Uh, no and it's 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 so wonderful because it's clearly there. It's called like Bricotta or something. You know how the first one was called no, Marzipan? It's, called, um, it's named after a a painter, isn't it? You're right. It is something. It's like one of the Ninja Turtles. Um, yeah. I can't remember what the name of the horse is, but clearly just there to sell a toy. Oh, God. Yeah. Honestly, it never comes back, but we've seen it enough that we can be like, well, we need the... We need the horse in order to be able to play with our Barbie dolls now. We don't need the villain, but we definitely need the horse. To be honest, Barbie horses, I never had Botticelli. one. But a few of my friends did. That was it. Botticelli. Um... Which I thought was a type of biscuit, but I think you're right in that it's an artist. <laughs> <laughs> Could be fun. <laughs> it's like, oh, they're following the food theme. But no, they're following the theme of the movie. So the first movie was all about candy and sugar. So the horse was called Marzipan. And now Rapunzel's super into painting. So the horse is called like Mona Lisa or whatever. Right. I get it. So I'm just going to do Asian Cinema Film Club um, professor stuff now, yeah? Mm-hmm. So Sandro Botticelli was an Italian painter whose most famous works are Primavera and The Birth of Venus. You know, the famous painting oh, of, I knew that of one. Venus. Yeah, yeah. So, that's, so yeah, that, that's who it's named after. I have no idea why Botticelli is called Botticelli. I have no idea how that factors into because the... Because it's rea- a painter. Because, because oh, Rapunzel of likes painting. Yes. So yes. the horse is named after the theme of the movie. So this um, is something we need to keep an eye on. Yeah. For sure. Definitely. Um, to make sure that the horse follows the main overarching themes. <laughs> the horses. Uh, yeah, there was, some, there was something else we've picked up on before as well. But yes. Um, <coughs> right. Excellent. That's that mystery solved. The horse is very pretty, um, but it disappears. And yeah, I was going to say, like, a lot of my friends had Barbie horses and just like... They just feel so good. They've got these big bodies and these like skinny legs and they've got masses of hair from the mane and the tail and cute little ears. They're really fun to hold. They're really easy to hold and manoeuvre. Like from a 
toy playing point of view they're very well done they're very well designed you can add carriages and bridles and saddles and shoes and hairbrushes stickers like yeah, yeah. and, the, and there's a couple the and there's hair. a couple of other things about horses firstly we're in um, we're in my little pony mode here right we are in the early 2000s this the horse girl is mm. a thing that exists in every school across the globe like forever since the dawn of time and will exist forever the emos the goths the tiktoks that i don't know what the new kids are doing vegans i don't know but the horse girl <laughs> will always exist yeah but also horses are good toys for boys as well cowboys and indians and things like that <laughs> i had horses if you have a family which has got a boy child and a girl child in it the horse doll mm-hmm. can help that kind of interactive Perfect. play as well. So horses yeah. are, uh, yeah, the horse girl is a thing, absolutely a thing. Yeah. Um, but you're right. It's a very neutral toy. Poten- potentially, obviously, if it's got pink hair mm-hmm. and sparkles on it, it might not feel so, but easily fix that. Which is interesting because I'd, I'd love to talk to, I mean, I wouldn't. I'm not going to do this at all. This sounds fucking ghastly thing to do. But I, I'd love in theory to talk to like a modern day child and see how they interact with toys. Because we're obviously talking from a point of view where this is 2002. Mm. You know, it was a very long time ago. It's my childhood. Um, I was a child at this time. And the world, believe it or not, was a very different place. And gender roles were still very much stricter than they are today. So we're saying all of this from the point of view of selling a toy in 2000. I would like to think now that things have moved on a bit more and that toys are a bit more neutral and gender is a social construct and, you know, we're being a lot better with this idea of transgender and binary... Binary? Non-binary. Like, like non-binary. Um... And, and all of these things. So and I'd, li- I'd like to think that the, the, the toy companies will start to reflect that in that they would just make, you know, like Lego for everyone. Because Lego wasn't gender divided until they made it gender divided. Yeah, Lego, um, Lego has had the opposite journey to every other toy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, now everything's just tied in with movies, really from what I understand of toys. And, like, and, absolutely every toy is just a movie tie-in. But which, think, you know, so is so this. I have, but, yeah. I have a young nephew and niece, and I promise you there is still complete gender separation in toys and dolls and things like that. There are, there are things for boys and things for girls. There are, there are also... There are other things which are less so. So, you know, sort of, sort of toys mm-hmm. based on STEM and stuff like that, you know, science, technology and all that, mm-hmm. that, that, that probably yeah. go somewhere else. But they're still aimed at boys yeah you still have yeah. blues and pinks my little niece you know she still right. loves a barbie doll or, mm-hmm. or, or 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 whatever something girly and in fact actually i think that comes a little bit later in life it is mm-hmm. hitting them between five eight nine um whereas, yeah. whereas it's actually a bit more generic or, or gender free earlier on in life but they yeah. still Unfortunately or fortunately, I'm not going to pass judgment on it, but it's still a thing. Yeah. Yeah, so she's met Ken, sorry, Stefan, and she's hanging around in this world. And how does she get back first time? Does she just walk back up the tunnel? I don't remember. 
I think she does. I think she just sort of returns that evening after having a wonderful day out with a stranger whose name she never got, which is important to the plot. Um, but unfortunately, Otto is a very good villain sidekick where his main purpose is to stalk Rapunzel and ensure that she's you know where she should be and of course she isn't so he immediately runs to gotham and is like you'll never wait what's his accent it's like you'll never guess where rapunzel was today she goes out to town she meets man she has good time or whatever um horribly insensitive accent i do apologize but peter started it um and yeah and then she tells her mates but obviously very quickly gothel is like fuck you what do you think you're playing at um there's no real consequences first time round because Gothel's constantly worried about her plan being ruined. Her plan... I, I, I don't think there is a plan. I think the plan's just sort of like happening in the she did a thing 20 years ago and she wants to continue doing that thing. I don't, yeah, I don't, not, I don't... I don't think there's, like, an end point that she's like, this will ruin my end point. I think the plan there's has been of... executed and played out yeah. brilliantly. I'm not entirely sure what's the next phase. She's... I don't think there is a next phase. Um, All that can go wrong is that her plan will be exposed. Yeah. That's it. So, and I think that's what she's referring to. Mm. Um, so, yeah. Interesting. Um, fun little, like, ooh. Like, the, like again, if we compare it to the Nutcracker, the Mouse King's backstory was just that he wanted to stay in power. I guess Gothel's backstory is that she wants to stay as a woman scorned. We'll get to that. But, um... Yeah, so then the hairbrush. Barbie sings a lovely little song, which there was no singing in the Nutcracker, so I wonder if this is going to be a thing that stays or if it's just a thing that they're experimenting with. But she has a little song, and it's very nice, and the hairbrush turns into a paintbrush, as as you do. Um, and through means, she figures out that she can paint doorways to other places. And I thought this was going to be ramping up into a, like, a show me where my parents are and she'll go through the doorway to find her parents. And in a way it does, but at the moment she's obviously one-track minded and she's like, show me the hot guy that I want to hang out with a bit more. Um, and so she uses the paintbrush to go back into the village to visit Ken. Sorry, Stefan, again. <laughs> poor, poor Stefan. I'm sorry, Ken. Um... And I really do like these movies, but I really do struggle to remember what happens in them. Well, he, I mean, he's not referred to as Ken anywhere. He is just Stefan. Yeah, I know. We're he's just... not even ever in the like precursor to the movies as as Ken. He's you know, just... he's not he's not there with Shelley Kelly. Just no, you're just putting he's the Ken moniker Stefan. on him. Um, I'm so sorry, Stefan. I don't hot, mean to hot, stereotype you as Ken. Hot wooden prince guy. You know, that's it. <laughs> um, so she goes back again. This this is very unlike. She has a dream where she does the Rapunzel, Rapunzel, let down your mm. hair bit. And that's really the only time she ever uses her hair for someone to climb up the tower 
in a dream sequence that she has that's utterly randomly <laughs> that does nothing to further the plot mm. um so again it's interesting as to why they chose rapunzel if they weren't going to do anything like the rapunzel story if anything not to spoil next week's episode but it's more like the swan lake story because she's invited to a masquerade and she goes back and her captive her captor finds out about it and goes and pretends to be her in its place but you could do so cinderella as well you know that if you wanted to keep it there, there are there are plenty of stories fairy tales that involve balls and misplaced, True, but misplaced specifically, children specifically sending a villain disguised as the princess oh yeah yeah to yeah. the ball that's the swan princess that's Ooh. swan lake like that is what that is so it's funny that the very next movie is swan lake it's like someone wanted to do swan lake and they were like no we're doing rapunzel we wasted all that money on that rapunzel, motion capture <laughs> we're not doing another ballet we're doing rapunzel and the person was like oh i really wanted to do swan lake i was so pumped for it and they were like no write the script for rapunzel please and they were like well i'm gonna just fucking write the script for swan lake you can fuck <laughs> off mate so we're just getting swan lake through the guise of Rapunzel. <laughs> and, what it feels like. and then someone was like, wow, this was really successful. And then that person's like, yeah, I actually know another story that's like really similar to this. Maybe we should do that next. It's called Swan Lake. <laughs> Mattel is like, oh, okay, it sounds good. And we've got to remember so, how yeah, long these things, you know, as, 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 you know, low rent as they are, these things must take a year or two to make, yeah? So maybe yeah. they've already planned Swan Lake as the next one. And this is the, um, this is the stocking filler. <laughs> this, Maybe. This, 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 <laughs> which is just going to keep us busy this Christmas while we're getting Swan Lake ready. <laughs> meanwhile, meanwhile, it's... someone else is saying, oh, do you know that Mark Twain story, The Prince and the Pauper? <laughs> <laughs> I've always wanted to see an adaptation with women in it. Yeah. <laughs> which, to be fair, I am genuinely fucking pumped for. Like, I cannot wait. Um, but we're here with Rapunzel, which is a very good story because we've got the subplot with the dragon and her daddy. She's trying to be a good dragon. Hobie exists. Um, and <laughs> Gothel is trying to stop Rapunzel from seeing this bloke. And Rapunzel refuses to learn Stefan's name. So then she can never really lie to bit Gothel. Like, bit like you. And that's important. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, again, getting very invested in Barbie's plot and seeing the world as she sees it. <laughs> um, so she never learns Stefan's name. She never learns that he's the prince, but she learns about this turmoil of brother fighting brother. And we're not really sure why it ever started. We just know that we don't like the neighbouring king because he sucks. Um, and there and are more. And he sets death traps for young children. <laughs> he sets death traps for children. Um, so she's she's used her magic paintbrush to get into the land and she hangs out and she gets invited to this masquerade ball and then Penelope goes through, builds up some confidence and goes through to get her back because if she doesn't come back in time, Penelope's dad, Hugo, will be punished, basically. So I'm, obviously I'm not very sure selfless. why he's going to be punished, though. Nah. I'm not entirely sure <laughs> what a... it's got to do with it. But this is the moment we find out that Hugo is not necessarily this big, bad, evil dragon who just flies in every now and again. Is that mm -hmm. he's got, he's in, He also is in servitude to Gothel. Yeah. Um, and, and he suddenly becomes a little bit more sympathetic. I can, I, can yeah. I can envisage a story about Hugo 
where he doesn't want his daughter to end up like him and that's why he's so hard on her Uh, yeah definitely he's like don't be an idiot like me and end up being a slave to a horrible evil woman yeah learn to fly so you can fly away Mm. kind of thing um which is cute but yeah gothel finds out about the masquerade and she finds out about the magic paintbrush she ruins all of barbie's paintings which is so mean and she traps her in a tower saying like you'll be here because you're a liar or whatever like she can't break the spell because she's a liar and blah 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 and in a really intense moment out of nowhere gothel slices off rapunzel's long hair and as we've said the hair has nothing to do with the plot it's not important we know it's not magic or anything like that but just the violent act of her slicing through so much hair it really is quite it's it's cronenbergian i mean I, i i know from having daughters and knowing girls with long hair the the cutting off of the hair is quite a primal fear isn't it yeah um yeah you know girls with long hair my my sister you know when she was growing up in the 70s she had um, long hair down to what i am I imagine now down to her kneecaps. I'm sure it wasn't that long. I'm sure it was down to her bum. But yeah, that was a big thing. And when she finally got it cut off, it was of primal importance, not just to herself, but to my mother, because that's her childhood yeah. gone, yeah? So I could absolutely see where this moment is coming from. But as you Definitely. say, is you know, her hair didn't have to be quite so voluminous. For it to have the same yeah, shot. Like... And, it, and it, it, you know, it could have just been normal long hair. And you could have achieved the yeah. same shock and the same secondary purpose, which it ends up doing. Um, yep. But because she's Rapunzel, she has really, really long hair. And mm. the only way they ever re- refer to that is that the prince is like, I will recognise you at the masquerade ball because of your hair. So to, to, so to Rapunzel, when her hair gets chopped off, she's like oh no, now the prince won't recognise me, the stranger in his kingdom full of people he's known all of his life. Um, but of course she doesn't know he's a king or a prince, so that's that's fine, I get it. And it, and it's still like genuinely shocking to see such a... It, it's quite violent for a Barbie mm. movie. I know that sounds silly, but it, it, is, it, it feels violent. So it really puts Gothel in like a, an, an evil uh, point of view. And I had a, I have a, a, a princess book of different princess fairy tales, and one of them is about this spoiled princess who goes around. Um, she, 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 she always gets what she wants. And there's one birthday where her parents are like, "We're poor. We can't get you anything else. Like, what do you want? Please be simple about it." And she throws a huge strop, and she goes around the whole kingdom, and she visits Cinderella, and she takes her ball gown from her. And she visits um, this other person and she takes another thing from her. Uh, the prince outside the thorn bush and he, mm. she takes his sword. And, and she meets Rapunzel and she takes her hair. And it's a really fun, tragic illustration of Rapunzel with this like really chopped pixie cut in the tower. And this girl with this like weird stitched on sort of wig that's so long and pretty. And that's basically what happens here where gothel then wears rapunzel's hair 
to try and pretend it's her. And I'm not trying to shame you, Gothel, but you are like a 50-year-old woman, not a 16-year-old girl. And I think it's very poor judgment on Stefan's part to fall for your trick just because you're wearing Rapunzel's hair because you look very different. Also, Rapunzel would never wear your colour palette. Like, she's <clears throat> more of a pinks and purples girl, not like a green and red girl. Um, but I guess Stefan hasn't known her that long. Yeah, but, yeah, on. it's and, very... And he's swan- a guy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't, I don't buy that. I'm taking all these criticisms <laughs> very personally. Give us a chance. <laughs> Uh, this is this is the uh, my bum look big in this, Stefan, and he's going to say no because I only know you from your head. Yeah, uh, whatever. Yes, I I, I, yeah. I I get you. It's um, it's silly. It, but it's, it's silly, fine. but they're all they're all they're all everyone sticks in in this apart from the rabbit. Yeah, and Penelope. Bless yeah. Her. love Penelope. She needs all that air inside her so she can blow fire. Mm. Um. Yeah, so meanwhile, Penelope is bonding with her dad, who becomes more sympathetic when he learns that Rapunzel was kind and came back in order to save him, and they figure out the the trick on the tower, and, um, you know, we leave it there, and we go back to the castle, because we need to discover that the reason Gothel took Rapunzel in the first place is because she was in love with the neighbouring king, he didn't love her back so she stole his child but like never took any credit for it and was just cool with the fact that she knew that there was a war raging because of her actions and she still loves him and she wished that Rapunzel was her child but she never treated Rapunzel (laughs) I really like this movie but I was like oh that was the easy way out wasn't it um a woman scorned yeah, and um, I'm even all right with the woman scorned bit. You know, people do stupid things when they're upset. Um, but this is, as we said earlier, this is a plan. You know, she's lucky in a way that this did generate a feud. Because, yeah. because she's lucky that Wilhelm, the child trap creating king of, of the, of the neighbouring realm, um, wouldn't take King uh, Stefan's dad's word for it that he didn't yeah. kidnap or t- get rid of her or kill her or whatever. This is very, you know, th- there's a lot of, I, don't, I guess these are plot holes, but there are a lot of things that this plan relies on to have any yeah. kind of satisfaction for her. And all it would take is just two people to have a slightly different view of the bits. And she's stuck with a kid. Yeah, and but she's had to now raise. She, keep, she keeps all the scorn and none of the, you know, I, I just don't know what she's getting out of this. Um, yeah, and where, she's a and very where is this, strange character. And where is this plan going? As you said earlier, you know, she's upset yeah. that it's be the end of the plan. And she knows it's fucking Stefan all along because she keeps saying, oh, who was it? Who was it? Who are you talking to? Well, I hope it's Stefan. <laughs> yeah, that'd be really handy if it's Stefan. <laughs> that would be really good. Then I could get my revenge on a second. <laughs> on a second level of that family and it's just bizarre um it's it's really strange it's it's simplistic but i'll forgive it and it's it's interesting at least it's not um your parents stole from me so i stole you kind of level it's 
it's I actively did something horrible 16 years ago to get revenge on someone who hurt me. I just, I didn't, again, like Stefan's hands on Rapunzel's waist, it was when King Wilhelm was like, she was like, you loved me, you you loved me. And he was like, Gothel, I, I never loved you. And I was like, you fuck boy. Like, she clearly had an impression going or, like, she was your bit on the side and then you married the, like, princess and then you became monarchs together and you threw her in there. I suddenly became really sympathetic of Gothel. I was like... You invented you invented simple... a whole backstory for <laughs> King Wilhelm about what a, what a cad Literally, and a shit he may have been. What a And with no... With no... 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 Facts or because nothing to back you up. You're meant. Well, this is the thing, exactly, because you're meant to then immediately think that Gothel is the crazy ex-girlfriend who couldn't get over it and is holding a grudge. But, but don't you, you don't know, you think the one thing you do know, right, is that Gothel captured a child and has kept it imprisoned behind a magic wall for 16 years right these are facts that you know yet you're still taking her side in some in some made-up story about poor king wilhelm who may i have no doubt he shagged her and left her and was probably married at the time i have no doubt that kind of it's really heavily implied, yeah, isn't it? It's quite it is. adult, that conversation that they have. I was like, oh my God, is this still a you? Like, this Because is obviously they must have had, you know, for them to be in love, for her to be in love with him and him to have a daughter means that he must have been with someone. Yeah. To, you know, with, with, with the, the missing queen, wherever she's gone, um, to have Rapunzel. Again. Yeah. No... There are no family units in our film so far. Well, we see the Queen at the end. Oh, do we? Not to jump ahead. In the crowd, when the narrator is like, everybody was there celebrating the wedding of Stefan and Rapunzel. And we see Wilhelm and he's stood next to a woman that looks like Barbie as Rapunzel, but like Ah. five years older, Max. Like, she looks like Barbie as Rapunzel, but like... A little bit older, like Ooh. a tiny little bit older. Hmm. Okay. Again, still not. I'm not seeing lots of strong family units at all because that I'm just sounds like. I'm not seeing strong arguments for King Wilhelm either. No, like... I, I agree. It sounds like he's got a nice young girlfriend in, who mm-hmm. happens to look like his ex-wife, which is another film again. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and we don't really get to. And again, and I am I am the most anti-Wilhelm here that there is because of the death traps on toddlers that he was laying earlier. <laughs> yes, don't, don't get me wrong. I'm not his defender. All I'm saying is yeah. the story that you've created <laughs> has zero evidence. <laughs> but yes, interesting. Yeah, yeah I, just, I just felt bad for her because I was like, oh, and then you see his real wife and you're like, oh, fuck off, like, Wilhelm. Like... <sighs> She's magic. Like that's cool. <laughs> like, what is there not to like? And um, yeah, she went a bit crazy. And then yeah, what was her plan? Was she just gonna keep Rapunzel in that tower until the day she died? And assume Gothel like, would have died she... first. Yeah. And who who created the magic paintbrush? What turned the the hairbrush into a paintbrush? That's such a good point because I thought, as I say, that like. 
her mum might also be magic because you could have made Gothel and Rapunzel's mum like sisters. Mm. And then like Rapunzel's mum would have some magic and had left some in the hairbrush. I mean, why did she have the hairbrush? Why would you take a hairbrush when you're stealing a child? Well, maybe there's some other good christening gift shit. I don't know. What was this whole did they, like, underground? What was this whole underground house thing anyway? Um, I assume it's how Gothel gets in and out of the castle. But it was all in. It was all in disrepair. Oh, yeah. Gothel just comes in and out the front door, on Hugo. Oh, right? Yeah. yeah. There, 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 there was a lot here. There's a lot in this story. I wanted to know more about. <laughs> However, I do understand that this movie being two and a half to three hours long, um, maybe it's wrong for a five to eight year old child um, and wouldn't <laughs> sell any more toys. But I found it interesting because they, because it's called Barbie Rapunzel, Barbie as Rapunzel, whatever we want to call it. And it has so little to do with the Rapunzel story. I need. I could have filled some of those holes in with the Rapunzel yeah. story. I can't here. Yeah. And there's so much. And, and Gothel's motivations and Gothel's plan and where we're going with Gothel is so fundamental to this and so lacking mm-hmm. that it. It's the only bit of it I don't really enjoy. I, I don't really care about the talking rabbit. That makes no fucking no. sense, but I don't care. That's that's, fair. That, that's just He's a, just like a little Iago, well, isn't he? It, He's just a, there to sort of... It's a, it's a mascot character. It's a comic relief character. Yeah. It, it's, you know, same as Pim in the previous film, right? Apart, yeah. apart from just on the other side. But Pim, Pim serves no real purpose other than just to talk in a funny voice and, and fall over yeah. and stuff like that. Um, the Penelope Hugo thing, okay, a bit weird, but... There's a there's, yeah, there's a genuine a story little there. subplot. No, no, that, that, that's, that's yeah. fine. Although you know why Gothel allows her to hang around with a fucking dragon. Right. <laughs> you know, one day <gasps> that's going to come and bite you on the bum. Well, it did. It in, and and, and, and indeed, literally, literally, it does. But that that's that, <laughs> Gothel's planning. She's got no plan for a future, and she's just building up reasons for it all to go hideously wrong. Um, yeah, I don't think she thought it through, and then 16 years went by in a blink of an eye, and she was like, oh, f- fuck, what am I doing? <laughs> like, I think, you know, the the Mouse King's motivations were a lot clearer and made a little bit more sense in the Nutcracker, the previous oh, movie. Oh, Mouse King's motivations are brilliant. Mouse, King, Mouse King's <laughs> is a classic story of, of power corrupts and absolute power corrupts, absolutely, yeah? You know, he was the advisor, mm-hmm. got the opportunity with that magic wand thing to become... Um, yeah, become the ruler, doesn't want to let go of power, and then when you have the ability to turn people to stone and into bookends and things like that, and to nutcrackers, you, you will to keep your position. Mouse King makes perfect yeah. sense to me. Not a position I'd want I wouldn't want to be the Mouse King, but his motivations <laughs> are fairly universal, yeah? History yeah. and all kinds of stories have told us this. <laughs> Gothel acts and looks like a classic Witch from Grimm's Fairy Tales and Hans mm-hmm. Christian Andersen and all kinds of other places, yeah? But normally they just do it to either be evil or to exact some kind of revenge. But the revenge is the act itself. Mm. This this is a revenge that hasn't been 
fully thought through or completed yet. It's weird. Which, again, I, I really sympathise with. She clearly was like, fucking fuck you. I'm going I'm to steal your daughter. And she steals the daughter. And, we, and So could like, we have gone somewhere shit. with this? I know we haven't got to the end quite yet, but we could have gone somewhere where Gothel could have learned a lesson. And, yeah, and maybe like... there's been some punishment for her, but actually she's realised she's wasted 16 years of her life and what she did was pretty shitty <laughs> and she becomes a better person for it. But no, yeah. not in the Barbie universe. The Barbie <laughs> universe is not the Disney universe. This is a dark, dark place where, you know, terrible things. Not only do people get turned into nutcrackers or people are kept in servitude for decades and death traps are laid for toddlers and horses <laughs> horses are named after Italian painters who couldn't even exist in this world. No. <laughs> Gothel is going to get more than her comeuppance. She's going to get quite a horrible thing because she's going to die. Yeah. Because are we allowed to say what happens to Gothel yet? Oh yeah, like yeah. let's go. I'm gonna I'm gonna jump back at one point because I forgot a fun bit, but it has nothing okay. to do with the plot. So, so like basically, she, she get oh, yeah, classic. Gothel Gothel has put a curse on the on on her house where like liars or something, isn't it? Or bad people. It's people who is it people yeah, who like, lies? people who lie. Yeah, people like people who lie will stay here forever. Yeah. Which of course is was has was always useless because Barbie stroke Rapunzel. Would never dare tell a lie. She's like the George Washington of um, of plastic toys. Um, <laughs> but the, but when Gothel gets put back in, her spell affects her and she can't get out. And although Otto is around to feed her for a little while, ferrets don't live that long. And, they really and, don't, and they and they're really susceptible to like diseases and stuff as well. Um, and you have to keep them showered like once a year, otherwise they'll really really smell. And and so. You know, she is going to die because she's trapped in there. So that's a that's a dark fate, I think. It's a really horrible... Like, I'd rather watch her fall to death. Like, she just gets stuck in this never-ending tower where she'll probably end up eating Otto first. And then she'll just sit and wither. And you can hear it. Like, Angelica Houston um, read the assignment and, like, her voice acting at the very end there is genuine, like, despair and like torment you really feel it in that last wrangled like ah! and it's meant to be funny because she's like trapped and then she's like make sure the tea is six and a half minutes not seven and the ferrets there going you make it six and a half minutes instead of seven minutes. I give me the tea for you mistress and you're like ha 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 you both right but I guess then, Otto, like, Otto, can Otto leave Otto's never lied also, oh, he's probably lied. Could also go at any time Please. and just leave her there? Well, he know. would have done by now. Let's Although be I suppose <laughs> she is magic, right? So I suppose she could magic up food. She could probably survive, just never leave. Yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm trying yeah. to. I'm trying to. I'm the same way you're trying to vilify Wilhelm. I'm trying to give Gothel uh, <laughs> some kind of a, ending, which enables a neutral us to, ending. So, so, something that enables us to go back to Barbie as Rapunzel two, and <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. which, by the way, listen, Gothel's return. Don't worry, Gothel's back. Which is a real shame because I think this franchise, I've already decided, goes downhill and would would really warrant from doing sequels to their originals. Um, I would like to just jump back before Barbie, sorry, before Rapunzel goes to the ball, she has to obviously 
uh, find a dress. And this is something that the Nutcracker lacked. Um, and I think, again, they, they missed a trick in this sense where she has a magic paintbrush and she can paint herself new dresses. So there's a really fun bit where, you know, she paints like four different dresses and one of them's like really at art house and they're like I think it's a bit too progressive and then she, one's like really over the top and then like I think it's a bit much one's like really of the period and then she ends up with this gorgeous purple and pink glittery ball gown and it's so nice and I didn't have these dolls but it's like it's glittery it's so nice and like they should have released like options to put your barbie in those clothes that she also invented do you know what i mean like there's a really exaggerated like bauhaus huge like artistic um contemporary dress that she makes for herself and um i, I would like that option to put my barbie in it for shits and gigs but <laughs> i don't think they did do that um, so that was just really fun. Sorry, so I just, just pop back there. Well, I'll just add to that. So on the DVD, I had a little bit of look at extras, and there is a there's a couple of things, and then one of them is dress up Barbie, which is basically taking that nice. that scene that you described. And if you do choose the, I forgot what you called it, but there's a rather out there outfit that's very modern art inspired. And if you mm-hmm. choose that. The DVD gives you some shade and says, oh, you do like colours, don't you? <laughs> it's, wow. it's, it says it in such a way. It's like, oh, hello. <laughs> Ouch. Oh, my God. <laughs> but you can't print them off already. I was, a bit, I was wondering if you, you know, I'm I just wondering how much of a multimedia experience this is. I mean, I don't think this was in the early days of DVDs as well. So adding these extra yeah. features in for kids was quite a big deal there's a couple of things on there so it's quite nice if you're five it's quite nice and quite harmless now obviously you'd have a a website you'd be sent off to and you'd play some quite complicated game that probably includes your parents putting money in it or something like that but back then it's a much more innocent time but yes that scene that scene is taken into one of the little games and i i i'm pretty certain my kids would have played that for an hour or two i mean really happy oh definitely Definitely. I played it for 15 minutes and I'm a grown man. (laughs) (laughs) It's just a really fun moment in the movie. It's just really um, good. It's like, yes, I want to see Barbie in different outfits, please. This is fun. This is what I paid my money for. Um, Yeah, so that's fun. So poor Gothel um, is left to starve to death in a tower and Barbie and Stefan... Sorry, Rapunzel and Stefan get married. I am glad that there was no, like, sibling in... What's the word I'm thinking of? Implications. Like, I thought Wilhelm and Frederick were going to be, like, related. They were going to be, like, warring brothers. In which case, Rapunzel couldn't have married Stefan. But well, they weren't, well, so they could. Well, family's done that all the fucking time. Hence why the British stroke German royal family has got full of people with blood diseases <laughs> and disorders. Because because they were marrying each other, cousins and sisters and things like that. So <laughs> let's, let's, not, let's, not, let's, not, um, let's not whitewash history in that regard. <laughs> but yes, they just seem to be neighbouring kingdoms. It all seems perfectly okay that um, Barbie marries her half-brother. No, sorry, just a complete stranger. Because there are that many people in the world who are of 
royal blood and divine right of yeah. kings and all that. Yeah, let's not go. I can't wait till we don't have things it's... like kings and queens. <laughs> <laughs> it's very anti-Disney, though. Disney are very into, like, the Kate Middleton marrying into the royal mm. family, whereas Barbie is very much like, no, they must be prince and princess well that's right like, so the you last can't one have a commoner absolutely into royal family and which is very realistic so you know mm. so 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 she had to be the sugar plum princess last time she wasn't the sugar yeah. plum fairy that was they kept going on and she on would have about been a whole that. different species indeed and oh god been annoying like, those other, like the snow that. fairies but and then this one she is the rightful princess of the neighboring kingdom i mean it's just yeah it's um what's the word this is convenient well yes it's convenient but this is this is <laughs> destined isn't it this again this is the divine might of kings this is this is how it is destined to be it would be no other way that these two would mm-hmm. be married yeah and it's lucky they're both hot also in an era where romantic love didn't really exist and so the yeah. love would, again don't want to give king wilhelm too much credit but the no, concept of romantic love probably wasn't there he probably married his wife for political reasons and he may well have loved gothel on the side but could never marry her because of the situation so again let's not get too deep into this so good for gothel for like breaking out of the boundaries of her own fucking era being a progressive badass boss lady yeah and stealing children and raising them (laughs) apart from this apart from the shitty plans there's something about her this is the thing it's like I wouldn't steal a child because then I'm stuck raising the child. Unless I want to kill it, I'm not going to steal it because then I have to raise it. I have to feed it. I have to find milk from somewhere because I'm not breastfeeding. And I have to change its nappies. I have to, like, bathe it and make sure it doesn't die yeah, so, and so, stick its fingers in the electrical sockets. Like, fuck that. that, that there, is, there, is, there is a lot of that, right? As a father, I can tell you. There is a lot of that. And, and, you know, and you'll go through various phases of suddenly poo and stuff doesn't bother you anymore like it used to and 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 and, and there'll be lots of hard work and sleepless nights and things like that but you do do it it was a selfish goal in mind you do do it to one day to have raised something that can do the washing up for you that <laughs> or that can go and get a job and raise the money that will get you into a nice home in your latter days you know these i, these I just are, feel like these are not selfless acts. I, I, I get Gothel, yeah. yeah? But there's 15 years of effort you've got to put in. I mean, she's lucky Rapunzel was a girl who matured slightly earlier yeah. than boys. It would have been a lot longer if she'd kidnapped Stefan. The payoff, exactly. the payoff on Stefan to be able to do any of those chores would Ten have years. been a lot longer. He'd have been 31. <laughs> At least. <laughs> be a whole different movie. If, if ever. You know, <laughs> he's going Gothel. So I just, you know, I get that, but also Gothel, if you want a servant so much, just drown Rapunzel and get a servant. You're a witch, for God's sake. Like, you have a talking ferret. Like, I don't you know. A, it's just, and a giant she's clearly dragon. very hurt. A talking and... ferret and a giant dragon. Access. Use the rabbit as a slave. Yeah. I mean, you might get fur in the washing up, which isn't a vibe, and the food as well, but. Use the rabbit I get as food. It, like, Oh, sorry, did I say that? Sorry, kids. That <laughs> <laughs> <Like butt> popped out. <laughs> um, funny thing on the Wikipedia article for Barbie as Rapunzel, around March 2021, 
Otto's part where he says give him to me ugh became a meme and even went viral on TikTok. Now I wouldn't know that because I'm not on TikTok because I'm nearly 30. But that's really fun. That shows that the kids are still down with the nostalgia. Oh my god, so that's like relevant now. It's literally relevant now. It's like last month Otto went viral. So that's fun. Well, I'm I'm shocked and this only adds to the chances of Barbie's Rapunzel 2. Gothel's back. Yeah. Golgothel. Oh god, yeah, I've just googled it. And it's like a whole thing. Oh, he, it's a, it's supposed to be a French accent. Sorry, dude. Is it? Oh, whoops. Worst yeah. French accent <laughs> ever. <laughs> Here we go. I'm on I'm on know your meme. Give them to me ugh videos. And there's just a whole bunch of them. So Well. Yeah, I nice. I I'd, re- I'd, I'd read that on various pages and just thought it was from years ago. I didn't realise it was like literally yeah, contemporaneous yeah. with us um us doing this. How fascinating. Us doing this, yeah. That's really fun. And obviously we return to Barbie at the end and Shelley's like, hey, I, you know, it's been an hour and 20 minutes. I know what I'm going to paint now. I'm going to paint some shit. And she's like, perfect. Let's get back to painting. Um, so good for Barbie and Shelley having a bonding... Who knows what their problems will be next time? <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's, it's almost as if, yeah. I, w- I wish I had an older sister like Barbie to help, who'd have got me through some of these tough times with, st- She's st- just perfect, sto- with, with stories, telling me stories about the time they imagined they got married to a hins- handsome prince, right? And not about <laughs> me and my problems at all. But no, it's all about you, big sister Barbie, and all these men you want to get off with and marry. <laughs> So yeah, I'll be interested to see if the voice of the Ken doll will be the same or whether we'll mix it up a bit. Um, and yeah, and so join us next time for Barbie in the lake. Is she in the lake? Is she as the lake? Is she, is she on of, the lake? She's um, of Swan Lake. Oh! I think I think there's the collect, collect the connecting conjunctive. Is that what they're called? Because <laughs> we've had three in, different ones. as, of... <laughs> Um, and very excited the poster already there's a unicorn there's obviously a swan and Barbie's dress looks phenomenal so I'm very excited and I'm going to wonder see if Darren Aronofsky ripped off the plot for his uh, black swan yeah <laughs> <laughs> first Chris Nolan now Aronofsky yeah. <laughs> I'm going to I'm gonna, I'm gonna pull this back <laughs> <laughs> Barbie as Rapunzel. We're heading towards our leaderboard. Um, I mean, this one was better than the Nutcracker, I think. I think it was. I have issues, as I keep saying, about this is yeah. not the Rapunzel story. However, <laughs> this is not her truth. This is this is not the truth, and we will go back for a more documentary version of Rapunzel to find out what really <laughs> happens. Well, I think we've got Tangled, as you keep talking about. Um, Mm-hmm. Um, I yeah, it was it was clearly better. This is this is the new number one, new pushing number one. every everything else downward. Down down one. So we've got Barbie as Rapunzel in at number one, with Barbie in the Nutcracker at number two, and Barbie and the Rockers from Out of This World at a solid number three. This uh, is. Let's see how long it can keep in the top three for. 
and let's see how long we can keep this up for where you're going to say and that moves down to number 34 (laughs) (laughs) i think i'll just keep the top three as the ones to be talked about i mean we'll see maybe Maybe every week I'll insist and be like, and that's the Barbie Diaries in at number 27. <laughs> and that's Barbie <laughs> Mermaidtopia or wherever the fuck else she goes. Um, <laughs> who's to say? Let's go on this journey together. Um, but beautiful. That's the leaderboard as of today. So that was a good chat, Emily. Um... Where else can people get in touch with us? Well, uh, Inner Barbie World is obviously found on the Why This Film platform, which is across all podcasting platforms. Double platform, always good. And um, are we on Facebook? We are on Facebook at Why This Film Podcast. Are we on Instagram? We're on Instagram at Why This Film Podcast. And how about the Twitter? We are on the Twitter at Why This Film Pod. Any other way they can support the show? Yeah, if you'd like to support the show, you can head to patreon.com forward slash why this film podcast and support us from as little as £3 a month. Woohoo! And if you're really old fashioned like me, you can um, get your Barbie opinions over to us on email at whythisfilmpodcast at gmail.com. 